We'll be back for the next episode of the uh, Triumph Small Business. I'm here with my partner, Sherm. This is Mike Wilmer. Sherm, how you doing? Good, brother. Good, good, good. Came off a uh, really crazy Zoom call today that uh, everyone will be finding out about at about 2 o'clock today. Um, so uh, I guess no better time for us to, to talk about business. Yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> this so, um, we, you know, so we have exciting news. We, you and I have been talking about this for a while. We're, we're going to do a, a live and virtual event in December 15th. We're going to talk about kind of helping the entrepreneur and, 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 you know, you've done a lot of these formats. I've helped a lot of these formats on the on social media and marketing side, but we're going to come together and put together a really great program, uh, half day program in, um, on December 15th. I think you're actually feeding this too, which is my, I think my most exciting piece of that whole thing is going to be the fact that Sherm Catering is going to actually cater this thing too on top of that, right? Well, you know, as one of my friends said, you know, I may not be lucky and low, but I got a pork chop around my neck. So, you know, <laughs> nothing, nothing better to, to get people to come to an event with, without good food. So, yeah, right. we'll, we'll be bringing some food down there and hooking up for the people that want to come live, you know, and then it'll be virtual for most of everything else. But, yeah, so, you know, the, we'll, we'll have the room full with as many people as we're allowed to, and then we'll go from there. No, no we're excited about that. We're going we're gonna to publish the kind of what that's going to look like, the kind of the four or five things you're going to get out of that. We'll put that out sometime, you know, sometime this week, and, and get that on the calendar for everybody. It's going to be a good time, and and that's kind of period that you and I would be doing. Yeah, and, and and for the people listening, if you you know if you're really looking for something, you know, hit down in the comment box, down in the comment box, and uh, put what you're looking for. You know, we can always add things in there, or we can have a special breakout just for you, or for a group of four or five people that hang around afterwards and help them out. But yeah, and our goal is to uh, to help people. Um, succeed, you know, at the end of 2020 and start really looking to make sure 2021 is going to be the year you want it to be. Yeah. And let's, so let's talk about, let's talk about 2021. I mean, you, you know, you of all people, you, you've been in a number of businesses where you've had to pivot over the years and COVID definitely has caused that for people this year, you know, so now the rumor is, you know, round two starting to come now, we may have to start now pivoting again. So, you know, how are you looking at 2021 versus next week? You know, what, what, how much time are you putting in each one? Well, we, you know, so the goal always, um, you know, at the catering company, the goal is always to fill up as many weekends as you can with weddings. Cause that's how, you know, that's really how you keep everything sustainable. Um, and then from there, you know, you back up to the next largest special events, um, whether it's corporate or personal, you know, when they're having a graduation party or a 50th anniversary or, you know, um, a company is celebrating, you know, an OSHA, an OSHA award or something like that. Um, and these are just a few to name. I'm just, you know, what pops my brain the first, but, and then, you know, that's how you, you kind of focus out. And then, then you have to come right back and focus on the next seven days because, you know, everything's happening so quickly. This isn't a atypical planning you know, business year, like, so things have been hitting us very quickly and, and you have to change very quickly, you know, and you have to pivot. And, you know, the, the, I guess the best part of this year is that we've already done it once. So we know what works, we know what didn't work. So we don't, you know, we, we won't go back after the things that weren't as successful as the things that were successful. And, and the same thing, you still have to be creative, you know, like food is awesome, but you know, the same food gets tiring You know, everybody wants something a little different, you know, a little change. So we're going to have to, uh, you know, come up with some new crazy uh, alternatives for, you know, the date nights for two, the families of five and three and five um, and those kind of things. So, um, 
you know, and if schools are still still operating, you know, from a, from a Zoom perspective or from a at home perspective, then people are going to need you know food for the kids. You know, so we'll go back to the pushing really hard the uh, the school meals for the kids, so that you know it just gives the parents a little more time to be able to do their work as well as help their children through uh, Zoom classes. So yeah, I love how you said that. You know, and, and depending on who you are, whether it's entrepreneur or, or part of the business. People do tend to do one or the other. They focus on the next seven days or if the strategic thing is so far out and they take education after education after education ready for something that may not become. And you're right, it is a blend, right? It's a constant blend. And it always doesn't have to be the same person focusing on that stuff, too. Right, right, right. Right. And, and and you have to, no matter what your product set is, is that you have, you know, you have larger products and you have smaller products and you have to focus, blendly focus on both of them so that, you know, for us, it's, you know, <clears throat> with the catering business, it's, you know, you get a deposit up front and then you have a down payment. So, you know, we have two types of cash flow in that situation. And then you have everything else that's, you know, that's um, paying and, and, and moving forward and, and, probably would say one day to 14 days, you know, so you're working on that one to 14 day cycle. We also have an app that you can order online as, as, uh, as McConaughey calls it mailbox money. You know what I mean? So basically I'm sleeping and people ordering overnight at their leisure. So, you know, if you can have multiple ways that it's not always employee driven revenue, it, it, you know, it's, it's, it's best and you have to find it, you know, I mean? like for you with the coaching business, you know, yeah. yes, you're, you're targeting clients or people that have, have expressed interest in your Facebook or, or something, an email, a text message or whatever, and you keep, you know, reeling them in, but then you also have the website where you can click and pay for this seminar, click and pay for, you know, doing a, uh, um, a firewalk or click and pay for coaching. You know what I mean? So again, that's your mailbox money where you have it on there, you're sleeping and at two o'clock in the morning when somebody goes, yeah, it's now you yeah. can click and boom, and you're collecting revenue. So always try to find multiple streams, you know, in, in your business. And it's funny because for the longest time, I was like, I don't understand. I mean, people want us to talk to them about food, but you know what? Some people don't, you know what I mean? Like some people are just ready to buy and they, they've had our food before and they don't need to talk to us. They just want to click, sometimes click, click. about the trusted delivery, right? I mean, right. Sometimes what it is, it's, it's, yeah, the food's excellent and that's a foregone conclusion, but we just know it's dependent. And that's really, again, that goes back to the experience, right? Like that's yeah. one of the most important thing that we always touch on is, it's, it's, it's sometimes it's not about the product. Sometimes it's about the experience and the certainty and the, the service that you give someone. You know, that's your focus. And well, I'm going to tell you that I've had this, I've had this shopping cart for going on seven years now and it wasn't a success, you know, for six years. <laughs> and now all of a sudden it's instrumental in our day-to-day -day business. So, you know, what I mean? like it, it's, you don't know when things are going to hit. You don't know when things are going to work, but you keep working on it. We always came up, we always had a goal and a plan to get more business on, on our Shopify website, you know, and, and we didn't know how we were going to do it. And we, we kept trying things and we kept posting things and we kept trying to get customers to go there and use it. And then all of a sudden, obviously COVID hit and we put all our eggs in that basket because it was already there. So it was easy to use, but um, that was a benefit for us, you know, because we had already made it. We had already, we had already been using it as a company for five years. So we, we'd already worked out all the kinks and all the problems you would have with delivery for a customer. And now it was just, you know, 100%, you know, it was on overdrive with steroids, you know, that we're sending it out to all these people and clicking and pasting the links. And, you know, like we do today, if you look at LinkedIn, I have the meatloaf special, you know, our meatloaf for, uh, <clears throat> for comfort food. 
you know, and you click right on a link, it takes you right to meatloaf and you can buy it and then you go back in and start buying other individual meals. So, you know, it's just things like that. You start working out and using and eventually, you know, when it becomes, that's what you're using. You know, right. that's, but you're, but you're a great example of that. It doesn't matter what you sell. You're, you're selling the experience, right? You're sure. a really great example of what you have to do is, is you really, you're really pulling people in on the experience, not with meatloaf tape, right? Right. And right. You're always wrapping a concept around something, whether it's school lunches, and that's how you're reinventing yourself constantly in that ebb and in that ebb and tide. And we talk about that all the time: is, is you know, how do you get people to understand what your what the experience they're going to get out of it and how it helps their life, right? Not necessarily the product itself. And you constantly got to reinvent yourself and even go back to old ideas that just point in time. You know, I, I had this conversation with, we had a client the other day that was really down and, and they were saying, you know, well, this person turned us down four years ago. And I go, yeah, but here's the thing about that kind of stuff is you may have been there the day after they found out they had a $10,000 budget shortfall, right? You may have been there on a really bad day that they had. You always got to go back and try it a different way if you, if you really want the business. And, and that's some people just don't have that sometimes. And, you know, I was doing a little mentoring last night. I have a couple of mentors or mentees. And uh, we were talking about, you know, he was talking last night about, hey, I want to go after this certain business. And, and, you know, what's the magic formula? And I'm like, there is no magic formula. It's old fashioned. It's been around for 150 years, right? <laughs> In contact, that's the magic yeah. formula. The magic formula, I tell everybody, is do the work. Like, that's the magic formula. There's, there's, no, there's yeah. no in and around. That's right. You know, sometimes. That, so, so much garbage where's my, here it is. Here, here it is. I'm going to show you real quick because I tell this to the office all the time. And I'm going to bring it in for you. Here, here it is. You're only as good as your last at bat. Okay. And you know what? Babe Ruth was only a 300 and four, or whatever it was, all time under 400% average. And he made it to the Hall of Fame. That's Hall of Fame. Yeah. So you, you just have to, you know, your last at bat could have been a home run. So yeah. know that your last at bat was a home run. You're probably going to hit a couple singles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. And it's yeah, as far as mentoring last night, it was the same thing. It was like, and I, and I don't blame the question being asked like that because so much garbage is thrown at us for these things that we need to do and everybody out there trying to make money. And it really comes down to good old fashioned, you know, get yourself a really great script, concise, that you can get through in 30, 40 seconds to, to get to the next level of the conversation and then go ask. Like if you want to be in, if you want to service bars, Ask yourself, how many bars have you gone to in the last two days? If the answer is zero, you are the problem. Right. Nothing, nothing. Right. I mean, you have to go after the people you want and you have to keep going after them. You know, you're going to hit them. I mean, <clears throat> so it used to be seven times. It used right. to be you had to hit somebody seven times. Now it's 21. And it's 21 because of all the instant media that we have on right. this thing right here. Okay. Right. So your face is in this all day. So me hitting you up seven times, I, you don't even know who I am anymore. So because there's so many other things like being bombarded at you at one time. So now you have to do 21 times. Well, you know, success isn't luck and luck isn't success. Right. What happens is people see how you're doing now, but weren't there when you first started. You know what I mean? Like I, you know, I, I started this out of a little horrible kitchen on third and union that had a hole the size of 
of a, of a 55 gallon trash can between the kitchen and the basement that the refrigerator sat on so you nobody fell in the hole you know what i mean now everybody's like you have 4,000 square feet oh my god you have 22 employees yeah well it took a long time to get there you know what i mean like and it took a lot of trial and error to get the people that are around me today and right. you know who most of the problem was it wasn't everybody else it was right. me Right. I had to figure out me. I had to figure out really what I wanted. I had to figure out how to talk to people, how to coach people, how to Make interact with people. It, it just, you know, it was me. It wasn't everybody yeah. else. Yeah, I was really successful, but I would go through employees like, you know, like they were paper towels. You know right. what I mean? Like washing your hands. Like it just, because I had to figure out how to talk to people. I had to figure out how to coach people. I had to figure out how to really listen. I mean, that's probably 90% of it is people don't really say, and you know this, nobody's telling you really what they want. They're telling you what they think you want to hear. Right. And even in a bad situation when they're mad or they don't like what's going on, they're still not telling you what's wrong. They're yeah. just telling you what they think they're able to get away with, with telling you what's wrong, yeah. you know, I, which is probably not the problem. No, and I talk about this in both uh, for focus groups all the time. Whenever I recommend focus groups, I I always recommend that the the main leader is not in the focus group, right? For that very reason, because I'm like, if, you, if you're gonna sit in there, if you're gonna sit in there, you might as well not even do it. Right, because nobody, you know. So a perfect example is that I, here I am coaching and helping other businesses, but I had a coach come in to talk to us, you know, because as much as I'm good at coaching and good at helping people they have to be willing to be coached in order for them to get better so and nine times out of ten if you're the one paying them they're not they're not going to be honest because they're scared you're going to fire them so you know my number one my number one thing that is completely humbling is when i started giving out um evaluations for me for all my key people. So all my managers, we, we just sit down every six months to six to nine months and we evaluate everyone's performance. Well, they get one to give me an evaluation. And I'm going to tell you that being a boss and an owner, that's uh, very humbling to hear some of the things that people have to say. And, and mind you that, that they know that they're looking for a review and looking for a race. So if they didn't, they knew that there would be no consequences. I could only imagine the things that they would actually write down on that. But my staff now that I have and the people that I surround them with, I want candid, you know, like I, I, I allow them to speak freely. Like it's yeah. not, there is no holds barred. I'm not going to fire people. You have to, you know, I tell them, I don't care that you cuss at me. I don't care if you drop the F-bomb, just do it in a constructive way. Like, okay, you're mad and you're passionate about this. Great. Just make sure that you're mad and passionate. It's not a personal attack because right. I'm not personally attacking you. If some, if I don't like something that's going on, it's just, I'm passionate and mad about the way this system isn't working the way I think it should be working. It's not you personally. It's just, how do we fix this? And, and, and I'll tell you, man, the, 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 the things that are said in our little, our, our <laughs> weekly thing, sometimes people are like, what, you know, sometimes we have to, remember that there's new employees here that haven't been around us for a while and you know we say some pretty candid stuff to each other and some people look and I'm like I wouldn't say that to me if I were you and they look at me I'm like you you haven't made it to this group yet you know what I mean so be careful how you talk to me but you know it's okay because that's what you want you know like you aren't the end-all be-all to everything you can be the one that makes things better or you could be the one that is suffocating it you know and you need good people people around you. Again, that goes back to your team. You need right. good people in the right seats in the right places to, to be able to say, this isn't working. We need to try something else. And you have to be able to listen to it. And, you know, I'll tell you sometimes 
it was a tough decision for me kicking and screaming, but I listened and, and, you know, we got better for it. You know what I mean? Because I, I, you know, had to take myself out of the situation and said, you know what, you can't tell them it's okay to comment and we can't have them comment if we're not going to actually implement it to see if yeah. it's going to work. So, you know, and, and that's what you have to sometimes as a business owner understand, let go, you know, let go and let yeah, other things. And, and the other thing too, expectations, right? Like you're, you're one of the masters of that and systems and things like that. You know, either set expectations or expectations will be set for you, right? You have a choice on either side of that. And, and, you know, sometimes a lot of businesses allow expectations to be, to be set for them. And, and that's something you got to really be careful for in the pitfall. And again, that goes back to something we're going to talk about on the 15th, I, I would assume a lot, which is systems. And, sure. and, and I was just trying to explain this concept this week to somebody and they weren't quite getting it. And they, they kind of said like, no, 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 we have those. We have those like policies, right? And I go, no, 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 not policies. <laughs> policies is a written objective, right? I'm talking about system. I'm talking about when you put a bologna on a sandwich, it goes a certain way and you do it in this order and you do that and you do that. And you deviate from that, you know, and is everybody bought into that system? Because you can have all the system you want, as you know, but if you don't explain it to anybody and hold them accountable, it ain't going to work. So. Well, and, and it's everyone has to understand the system, you know, what I mean, so for the longest time in our kitchen, we had a problem with consistency. And it was because nobody was paying attention to the system and what you're supposed to put in there and how much, you know, and they all kind of looked at you and I like, how many times I have to tell you that you get three and a half ounces of this on that. And I like, look at me, I said, well, when somebody got five ounces on their sandwich and they got three and a half the next time or two, you know, you notice that stuff. Like right. it, you know, you, your sandwich went from this big to this big and they're right. like, Whoa, what happened? He's getting cheap on us. You know, like, no, that person wasn't paying attention to keep too much but you can't tell a customer that you know they don't want to hear that stuff but, it's but yeah and it's it's the little things like that you said to your point is someone may never say anything to you about that and just never use you again because of that experience and right i'm like that man i'm a restaurant snob like that man you do one thing wrong man i'm like i ain't going back in I'm like, I'm yeah but you know if you have a good system you'll know what that is and so a perfect case of point is we had a mis misdefinition on one of our individual meals and and the customer asked for double veg and the kitchen gave them double veg and rice but they didn't want rice and and apparently no rice was wasn't put on a ticket because it was again it was just a misinterpretation of the system that the kitchen wasn't aware that there was only three options in the front of the front you know the people taking the order knew what the three options are. So they assumed that the kitchen knew and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, the customer didn't, didn't order back. And I was like, why didn't he order? He orders every week. And he orders this. And she called and she's like, well, they gave him rice and he hates rice. And I was like, okay, well, you know, tell him it was a mistake. It won't happen again. We'll make sure that we notate the account. And, and I was like, so I went back and I said, well, why did he get rice? And they said, you know, well, they, he, they asked for double veg and, and, the kitchen or the office assumed that the kitchen knew that double veg, double veg meant no rice. And I was like, okay, so we went back to the kitchen and I handed them a ticket. And I said, well, what is your interpretation of this? And their interpretation given them two times the vegetables and rice. And I was like, okay. So I put everybody together and I said, so here's what I was just told. You know what I mean? And I went through it and I said, so now we have to get everyone on the same page that everyone understands. And just telling the one person in the kitchen wasn't good enough because there's other people making the, the food as well. So then we had to sit down and re-educate everyone, you know, and it happens. I mean, but you have to, we went back to the customer and completely owned the mistake and he, he orders again, you know, and that's what it, you're going to make mistakes. You know what I mean? And if you don't come back, then it's only your fault as the person, you know, that is the service person. And then why are they coming back? You can't assume 
anything. You just ask why, because it could be, it could be monetary. It could have been that they moved. It could have been that they can't afford it anymore. It could be, it could be multiple different reasons, but if it's a reason that you didn't give the customer what they wanted, then you need to know that now so that you don't lose more customers, you know, in, in the midst of it. So. Well, it allows you to dig in there too. And again, it doesn't matter whether you're talking about food services, clothing, bricks, mortar, whatever, you know, it's, right, it's all anything. You, if you don't verify the quality of your product, you know, you're not, you know, you're going to lose out in the end. You may not even know why if you're not verifying. That's the sad, that's the sad. Right. And it's always, it's easy. Right. It's one of the easiest things you, one of the easiest investments, as you know, into your business, because it literally only takes a verbal conversation with people times a day. Right. But it should be part of your system. Again, getting back to systems is that you should be asking your customers whether they reorder or don't reorder, you know, why they're reordering, how they like to reorder. You know, like when we get new corporate clients, we send them a survey asking them, you know, how was the order? Was it what they expected? Was the delivery person on time? How was, how was it presented when it got there? Like we want to know all that because we want to make sure that it's always getting there the way it should get there. You know what I mean? And, and the, you know, and it's, and if you have a, qu a question or a comment, please leave it here and we'll get back to you immediately. And we do, you know, cause some things, you know, when you order from, you know, some, some law, law firms order from five different people, you know, and we're not doing the same thing the other five people are doing. So there might be something that one person does all the time. That could be a simple add, subtract, whatever that we can just do. And that way it's exactly what they want. You know, I, I tell you one law firm only uses black, styrofoam products <laughs> so and we use white so they don't want our stuff so we just don't send it because they use their own things anyway so it's cool we don't we don't we just don't send our stuff because they they only use black styrofoam and plastic products and that and that's you know their their rule at their at, at their business so no, I'm learn something new every day <laughs> yeah, and you do. I mean, and if you don't, you're, you're, you're not doing something right. You got to learn something every single day and you got and you just got to be there. And, you know, part of the system isn't just beating up the system. You also have to figure out how the system's working with each one of the parts, you know, like and making sure that, you know, we're getting back to systems, but it's a huge thing. And people just really, you know, you always have to make sure that you're pivoting and making sure that you're uh, 100% for what the customer wants. That's why people order. I don't care if it's pens, widgets, you know, food services, like people order because they want the same experience and they want to know that they're going to get the same experience, you know, every single time they order. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And it, you're right. I mean, that's something we're going to talk a lot more about on the 15th. I think they have a base fundamental concept of it, but practical application. No, I don't, I don't think you do in a lot of cases, not something you can get deep on kind of how you drive that, that conversation. So that brings us to the end, my friend. So um, I, we had a good, uh, we had a good run here today. And I think did we get 10 yet. It was number 10. I think it's my uh, I think we are number 10 because I have nine. Yeah. I just had them all uh, transcribed. So we have nine. Yeah. Nine in the works. So yeah, this is no yeah. time. All right. You yeah. kept us around. We made it to 10. <laughs> <laughs> we, made it, we made it 10 weeks together. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Woo. Uh, All right. Yeah. Man. All right, man. Talk to you later.